Welcome to the Strange Assembly podcast for August 29th. Uh, my name is Kevin Kennedy. I will be filling in for Chris Stevenson today. With us today we have... Jay Earl. Uh, I think I'm Trevor. I'm not really sure. Identity crisis and all. Okay. I know I'm Justin, so we're okay on that. Chris is not here this week because he just had a son named Benjamin. So congratulations, Chris. Congratulate him on the forums. And yeah, congratulate him on the forums too. Because we like to know that you're listening to us. <laughs> oh. So, today on Strange Assembly, we're going to be talking about my Gen Con experience. We're going to be talking about the, the Gen Con environment, the post-IG3 environment, and meta. And we are going to be talking about the Wrath of the God Beast story. So, first up, I was not here last week, or last episode, so I did not get to talk about what I did at Gen Con. And... I got into Gen Con on Wednesday because I had a trade day pass because I'm an educator and they do this thing at Gen Con where if you're an educator or a retailer or a librarian, they have like a special day for you and you get to demo new games and win some stuff. And I walked away from trade day with a copy of Jet Set, which is a Wasselpoke game, um, a copy of Say Anything, and a copy of uh, My Word both of which were out-of-the-box games that I got for free at the trade day, which was pretty sweet. Um, on Thursday, I participated in the first grinder, and I was playing a kind of alchemy, cavalry, phoenix military deck. Uh, I went 2-2 two and two in the grinder. Um, I faced against a TST deck, which I lost to, and a lion followers deck that I lost to. And my... CAT military deck had a lot of trouble with the Lion Followers deck, and I was uh, just really, really frustrated with it. So I decided to drop, and went off and did other things at Gen Con, namely play when not in the wood order. Um, yes, like the 10-year-old, 15-year-old card game, I yeah, assume. Yeah, which I'm the highest rated player in the world at. I don't remember that game being good. I had the box that had every card in it. Um, It's something that you got to get used to. but So, on Friday, I did a complete about-face as far as my personal playstyle is con- concerned, and I decided to play the Shrine of Champions Honor deck. And I decided to play this because my personal playtest, uh, I couldn't beat Shrine of Champions Honor with any of my Phoenix military decks. It's just like a really, really bad matchup for them. I've seen a lot of Phoenix military, so I decided to play it. And I went 6-1 and one in the grinder on Friday, which is really, really good. The deck was was pretty amazing, actually. Um, so all the people who are out there saying that, that Honor is dead, uh, personal experience, I don't think so. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty much alive. I don't think anyone thought Honor was dead in the grinders, for sure. Maybe in the actual tournament, but I wasn't there, I heard. You couldn't walk five feet without tripping over some guy playing LSE? Yeah. That doesn't count. Um, LSE doesn't count as an honor deck? No, it's, it's LSE. Yeah, exactly. There were there were a fair number of LSE decks at, at Gen Con. Um, I played against them. And I was running Proper Deference in my honor deck. And Proper Deference yeah. is amazing for honor decks. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous in the mirror matchup of honor-honor. You just completely hose them. 
it's like I said before, if that card ever goes off, the game's over, you won. Yeah, Congratulations. Like I, the, the one matchup I had against LSE and the Grinder, but he got hit by one of my proper differences, and, and then it was just, uh, like, ended up like 40 to 24 on yeah. Um, it was, it was sick. Um, otherwise, I didn't really see proper deference in many of the, the military decks, decks that match up against. Um, there was a lot of dueling decks at Gen Con, so they really couldn't afford to to run something with like a, a one focus value in it. And every time I sat down against a dueling deck, I was just like, I'm gonna go for broke, for, for honor, cause I know they're probably not running that card. Or you only know, actually speak that one, yeah, it's a two, right? Right. So. I'd run twos in my dueling deck, I mean, I think there, people were a little too scared about that personally. There were so many people running dueling decks at, at, at Gen Con that, that if you were running poor focus values, you were just gonna lose. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it wasn't really an option. I mean, huh. like at least three of the top sixteen decks were 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 dueling decks, and the top Phoenix deck, by the way, was Trine Champions Honor. It was in the top sixteen. Well, they're they all three decks in the top sixteen, so yeah, I'd say they're all tied. But either way, it got there. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was virtually the same deck as mine. Yeah, there there are slight differences between me and decks, but um, on Saturday I went three and four. In, in the main event. Um, the highlight of my main event was my first matchup, which was against Ornithal. Oh boy. Uh, I, I played against Ornithal's Breeder deck, which was the one that won, and um, I actually won that game. Hmm. So, yeah, the Honor deck is good. Um, my first loss in the main event was to a by turn, Kuan turn to Tash Armor, the Rehum on to turn, yeah. turn three. And take a province. If it hadn't been for the armor of the Ryu, I probably could have dealt with Kuan. Um, like, but, but there was, there was like nothing I could do about it. I had three defenders. Um, and my, my box and my setting the homeless were, are just not enough for not opposed Kuan. I love Kuan. You love Kuan? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, well, I think you would, because you got that guy who fake lowers his gold cost by two, and then you get to kill him. He's a hero. Oh. It never works out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had two close matchups against Unicorn decks. Um, the uh, players I played against in those matchups were, were perfectly happy to, to play again after those were over. Games go really quick for me for some reason. Um, I, I had no games at any time during the entirety of Gen Con. Did you play Dishonor? I didn't run into a single Dishonor <laughs> deck. That was my... Many running around I mean, I mean, I heard that the Dishonor decks that were there were good. There was one that went 7-0 no. in, in the Friday. Yeah, yeah. There was one Um, but I didn't run into a single Dishonor deck. Um, I've heard from the other guy that was playing China's Champion Honor. As far as I know, it was only just us two. Um, that that you can go military against it when you're playing that particular deck matchup. Fling Ho Ho's at him. Well, like a third yeah. of your deck is fling, cavalry. Fling side, anyway. fling side and Sons of Ho Ho's at him, and and Ningus uh, buddy, and Ningus buddy, and yeah, and uh, even if you're playing the honor runner, your deck's like a third cavalry. Yeah, you know. And uh, I mean, we've got some decent fourth people because we're running Hoshimi, who's got like three fours. Um. And, uh, my last loss was to an LSC deck, and that was just a straight up play mistake on my part. I attacked one of his provinces, and committed everybody when I should have held back one of my alchemists so I could battle one of his people during his open phase. Um, 
And that's pretty much how my, my, my Gen Con went. Uh, we did the whole clan presentation thing. We've already talked about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I wasn't completely happy with my presentation because I really should have smashed that watermelon. <laughs> yes. Um, I should have borrowed a Tatsubo or Katana from somebody and gone all medieval on it. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're doing something you know you're not going to be allowed to do, don't ask for permission well, first. Well, <laughs> they, they, they were ant. I would have blown it up with the fireworks. I really would have. They, 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 but they, they vetoed that. And I asked them later if it had been okay if I had just smashed it, and they were like, oh, sure. I'm like, so, yeah, I played it a little too safe. Yeah. Uh, by the tarps and everything. I, I could have. You could have handed out tarps. Um, it only works with a really big hammer, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, if I had had to use a katana, it just would have been excessively violent and destroying it. But it uh, wouldn't have made much splash, which defeats the whole purpose of destroying a watermelon. It depends on how you cut it. Really? Yeah, if I cut it into little chunks and pieces and make sure to like lift up the katana blade so it flings it at people. Oh, have you practiced this? <laughs> yes. What do you do with your free time? I, 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 I cut watermelons with swords because it's fun. <laughs> Spread the people, I guess. Yeah, or small animals. And then on Sunday, there was a costume contest. I participated. I lost horribly. Um, this, this is the one event where you can pretty much count on there's going to be some dozen or so completely over-the-top incredible costumes. Yeah. People with way too much free time on their hands. Some people just like doing the dress-up thing. Some people just like making the costumes. Oh, yeah. It's a whole craftsmanship thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I wasn't really surprised by that. I didn't expect the plays, but I had to you know, make a showing for the Phoenix. Just go up there and go on stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing about the Phoenix Clan presentation is that basically nobody else in Phoenix had a better idea or a better plan. And it was like, look, if you guys don't come up with something, I'm going to do this. And that's that's a threat and a promise. And so it ended up me, me, me doing that. Yeah, that happened with the Dragon and probably other clans where there were just two or three people who were like, if no one else has any ideas, I got something. And then they'd probably just play rock, paper, scissors. I have to say that, that for a clan that didn't send any representation at all, the Crane clan presentation was probably my favorite. Uh, Dace was really, really funny. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that was my, my Gen Con experience. Uh, so just to reiterate, Honor is not dead. It's actually really, really good. Uh, or at least I thought so. Um, I didn't get lucky with it in the main event, but you need a little bit of luck and a good deck in the main event, so. Hello, and welcome to the Strange Assembly News Desk for August 29th, 2010. There has been very little news in the wake of Gen Con. There have been no stories released since Wrath of the God Beast Part 2. The winners of the July Honor Contest have been revealed. The winner was Daidoji Masru, four honor points given to the Empire on behalf of the Crane. The second place winner was Hinomura, two honor points for the Spider. Third place was Bayushi Subudi, one honor point for the Scorpion. And fourth place was Hitomi Shujoyo, one honor point for the dragon. 
we would recommend that you visit the L5R.com main page to view the pictures submitted. All of them are quite impressive. Also announced recently is the September Mega Game Honor event. The two trivia games will occur. The first will be on the forums. Every day a trivia question will be asked. Whoever first answers correctly will score two points. The second person will score one. At the end of the month, a tally for each account will be made, and whoever is in the top four will earn points for their clan. The second game for September will be a Facebook trivia contest. On the Elf of Our Facebook page, questions will be asked. The first two correct answers on each weekday will advance to the finals. Once they have enough accounts, they will begin the finals. If you want specific details, you can go to their website, but suffice to say, the top four will earn points for their clan. And once again, please keep in mind that, despite it being true, the correct answer is not, Hida Kasada claims this quiz for the Crab Clan. Also announced recently, the Battle of Kunitambo and Enemies of the Empire should begin shipping in mid-September. Also, IG-3 is legal, and while it has not yet shipped, you may legally use proxies for the time being. And finally, the summer con packs that were available at Gen Con are now available on the AEG store. There are limited quantities, so hurry before they are sold out. Thank you for listening to the Strange Assembly News Desk for August 29th. Well, as always, if we have mispronunciated any of your names, we apologize. Please visit the, our forums at strangeassembly.com to let us know, and we will attempt to rectify the situation in the future. Thank you. So, some of our listeners have posted in the forums, and they want to know what decks were strong at Gen Con, and how to meta against them. And we also wanted to do a rundown of our predictions and see how right or horribly, horribly wrong some of us were. So, uh, what decks did we see played at Gen Con, Trevor? What is this? 27 dragon decks, so a fourth of the field with dragon or something close to that. And there were a lot of dragon decks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just a safe deck to grind in with. I mean, I assume that if you were the guy playing the meta against it, you could also have just, you know, stepped on decks all the way up to 7 and 0, but. Yeah. I think I played seven different, or six different clans in seven rounds, so. Hmm. I, I played a, a good, good variety of clans. I played two unicorn players in the, in the main event. Um, I played that, that crab player, uh, I think I played another crab player who was playing crab heroes. Mm -hmm. The first quite crap player, I didn't really get to see much else of this deck. Um, can see that, you know, Kuan plus R maybe, you know, yeah, that meal on the table. Hey, you saw um, what he needed. What more deck do you need? Yeah. yeah, um, let's see, I saw LSC, of course, and I saw a lot of Phoenix, and I saw a lot of big unit decks. A lot of units with the heavy attachments, the Rising Sun Blades, big followers. Yeah. They just make big attachments good, so, um, you know. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to switch to my Shrine Champions deck, because my Shrine Champions deck eats a big unit deck for, for lunch. Um, so, uh, were there any, like, real surprises that we saw? Nothing's really stood out to me. But it's all blurred, so. I, I mean, think, uh, Spider I, 1. I saw people were still playing United decks. That was kind of surprising for me. 
Um, I was kind of surprised how well how well I did against the United Dead's. Um, it's, I mean, it's out there. It's an option for everybody. Everyone can kind of play it. But it's, I mean, it's just a pretty good deck. It's well, nothing phenomenal. For for me in particular, when I saw a United deck, it's like, oh great, I'm not going to be able to use all my sent home stuff. But by the time they got like five people in play, exactly, yeah, you have a speed on them. I I, I had like thirty on it. They, they need four out of playing people. Yeah. Sure. Um, it's I mean it's an ex- essentially an ex- expensive deck yeah. to play, so it makes it a little slow for the environment. Um. Uh. I saw the line follower deck more often, um, yeah. which I, I probably isn't that big a surprise for me because um, I think a lot of people have been dissatisfied with naked line. Um, I didn't get a run against any of the uh, the weapon based lines yet, though. I played a hero deck with attachments for line with mm-hmm. Calvin and Jank. Mm-hmm. I beat that so I So. How did our predictions pan out? Well, let's see. We've got Trevor. Uh, you had Crab, uh, Phoenix Crab and Mantis in your, your, your top tier block. They all made the cut. That sounds good. They all made the cut. Uh, you had Dragon Crane and Scorpion in your middle tier block. Sure. <laughs> um, and I think Crane was kind of virtually non-existent. Yeah, three, three cranes. Three guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys can't do well if nobody <laughs> plays Crane. Scorpion player at least, at least one with five and two, so they were just on the edge. They just missed the cut. Yeah. schedules. It's, it's a crappy way to lose, but yeah. And then we it's had going to happen like twenty guys, you know. Yeah. Then we had Spire, Spider, Lion, and Unicorn. Yeah, and yeah. Lions there always had a spite. <laughs> Lions just a spiteful choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of us pretty much put Spider in the bottom. Um, yeah. I put Spider in the bottom just because I hadn't seen very, very good performances, and then I forgot the uh, the, the ornithop factor. Um, right before Gen Con came out, like right before Gen Con hit, everyone was saying the Breeder deck wasn't going to do well. I mean, I think I even saw a post by Ornithop on the Spider board that just Breeder as it yeah. was wasn't going to work. And then he changed his mind when he made yeah. a couple modifications. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jay, you had Dragon Crab and Phoenix in your top three. Um, which is pretty accurate. Yeah. Yep. At least one of those guys made the cut. Um, then you had Mantis, Lion, and Crane. Yeah. None of the Crane players didn't show up. Um, my apologies to those Crane players who did show up. I appreciate you guys. Good job representing your clan. Um, and then Scorpion, Unicorn, and Spider, which was pretty ac- accurate except for the little spider thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I think just nobody saw Ornithov coming that him. With the spider Probably one, Spider-Man. not Probably one, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Give the man some credit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I had a hand in keeping one until about in the top 16, unfortunately. So, okay, Spider did good enough without him. Yeah. Uh, I personally had Crab, Wine, and Dragon in my top three. Um, mm-hmm. I really kind of expected Crab to go all the way, but you know, wrong about that. Um, I put Unicorn ahead of Phoenix in my middle three. Um, that was partially me just kind of, uh, devalue, underrating my clan, because I, I kind of hate to be disappointed. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that Phoenix is good, um, and, but when I come into the event like Gen Con with such high expectations, I, it always just leads to disappointment for me. Um, uh, and then, uh, my, I also had Crane in my, my middle tier, um, 
And then I had Mantis, Spider, and Scorpion. Um, and I had Scorpion at the bottom of my list, mostly out of, out of spite. Um, I'm not a big fan of Scorpion. Uh, you did okay. I mean, not phenomenal. I, the Scorpion deck I hear is good. Uh, it went 5-2 in the main event, one of them at least. A ninja. And it was Ninja. Ninja. It wasn't Disarm. Yeah. Um, and I think Ninja is good. Uh, I hope we do like a whole segment about Ninja at some point. Um, yeah. Just got to find a good deck list. We keep talking about this Phantom segment about the ninjas. Yeah, they don't exist. Yeah, that segment doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. We we will reveal the secrets to Ninja at some later date in the future, maybe. And then we'll be killed for it. So yes. let's not do that. I like to take some ninjas. Anyways, uh, Justin, uh, you had Crab, Mantis, and Dragon. Yep. Pretty solid choices, considering there's three Dragon in top three. Get Minix, Phoenix, and Scorpion in your middle tier. And then you had Crab, Unicorn, and Spider at the very end. Crane, Unicorn, and Spider. Oh, Crane, excuse me. Crane, Unicorn, and Spider. Can't read my own notes. Sounds good to me, other than Spider. Other than Spider. So, how do we feel about these? Pretty spot on, or? Nobody expected the Spider Inquisition. Other than Spider, I think everyone was pretty good. The arrogance won't let me allow it to switch my choices around. I was, I was completely correct, as always. As always. So as always. Now <laughs> I am never wrong. Uh -huh. So now Spider's going to do terrible just to make your ratings correct? Sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, well, the other other obvious mistake here, it's you know, obvious miscall here, is Crane. Because they just didn't have the representation. It's kind of hard to rate them. I mean, we had a little bit in the interview section, I guess it was the last episode, where we were talking about some of the crane is perception is reality, and some of it is their decks aren't as good as, you know, the design team wants them to be, and it's a little bit of both combining, and that's why we only see three cranes, I guess. In it's it's hard to say, because I, I built the crane deck. I, I play cranes with my secondary plan all the time, and I, I'm doing pretty well with it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also a possibility that, you know, some of the, some of the, the decks that players perceive as not doing well, just really some of them want forgiving decks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's not a place the design team wants it to be either, where a clan has a really, really good deck, but you have to be a really good player to make it work, you know? I don't have a problem with that. Well, you're a really good player. I disagree also. <laughs> I just don't show people my mistakes. But I mean, there's a big difference between, I mean, if Crane had a really great deck that you have to be really good to pilot it versus, I mean, a versus, quarter of the field is last step castle. Yeah, versus you know? LSA. It was the whole scalpel or broadsword. Right. What could do more damage? Yeah. Apply a scalpel to the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what decks are good now for each clan? Every, every clan is still playable. I'm going to rant on this all the time. I know. I think every clan can still win any given event. I mean, yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think. Um, Except Spider, you've declared that they've had enough, right? Oh yeah, I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> I think Spider is going to remain pretty strong. I mean, as much as people complain, I mean, this many clans, and they're all probably pretty much capable of winning any event. I mean, that's difficult, guys. They did a good job balancing all this stuff. I mean. There's blips here and there, obviously, but, you know, everyone stands a chance. This hasn't even been the case in L5R, basically, in, quite a while. in a long time. So, go through the clans? 
Yeah, which what, what decks are good for each clan right now, and and to, to that extent, what how do we meta against those? Um, so I mean, our first clan obviously is crab, and crab tends to be kind of big unitish. There's, yeah. there's there's most crab decks automatically have Kuan in it by default, and that's the right. kind of the issue with crab is 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 Kuan. It's Kuan. not as ridiculous as Unicorn was back in the day, but it it's kind of similar in yeah. that their deck is pretty good, but then on top of it, if Kuan hits, yeah. it's just over the top. The champion is a win condition. Yeah, yeah, especially turn two. Kuan yeah. is is the, the new Chinese type. Um, uh, so is there any way to meta against Kuan? Really? Bad reactions before your real action. That's right. Because you cannot choose what he negates. So, you, so just so, waste something terrible. So find, find a way to, to just throw something meaningless at him and yeah. hope that your people survive. And hope that you can do it before your real action at the same time. Like, for me, I used to use Ahiko to make him cost two less gold. Right. Oh no, he cost two less gold. He doesn't negate them, then I already back you in. Yeah. The Dragon Monk deck will start off with a hundred hand strike against him and just bounce that off him and then get to the real action. They take four actions anyway. Right. They're in good shape for soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also some decks, uh, I mean, it's only during battle that he cancels, right? So, you can and lock alone. Yeah. And only means one, right? Right. So yeah. if, you can, if you can lock him down open phase and then toss, like, control it's, on him, he'll it's never hard to lock him down open phase. Just with Shattered Castle. With Shattered Castle. Um, one of the things that I run in my honor deck is, is uh, you know, spellcraft and bell people, but unless I can, I, because that card's amazing. Yeah. Because, uh, um, I mean, because that'll, that'll lock down a lot of big unit decks and, you know, buy me a turn most of the time. And in general, everyone's playing a lot of big unit decks and a lot of big attachments and stuff like <laughs> that, and control is just a great cure for it. Not the card, but just the deck type. I mean, deal just, with these people in limited things. Yeah, open, yeah. open, open, open yeah. control. I think almost every deck should be running a little bit of open control if it can. The, the problem is that a real control deck is unforgiving. Also, right. yeah, real real area. control decks are, are really unforgiving, which is how it should be. Because when they go off, it's, when they go it's, off, you just can't do anything, yeah, and you yeah, just put your head in your hands and give right. up. Right. I was playing my friend. He's playing crab yesterday. I was playing my crane deck and my scorpion deck, and at one point he threw Kuan across the room. <laughs> there was a, a string of explosives yelled. That's great. Um, yeah. So I think the main thing with with crab in general and Kuan in specific is that. You should plan on you know your first action or two being negated by something they have in hand, um, and assign accordingly. If you can't throw at least three battle actions at Kuan, don't bother. Then then don't bother. It's it's you're you're gonna just lose people. In Even their other checks are like that because other than Kuan, they're generally I mean, playing heroes. I mean, United. They're, they're running like setting sun strike and height of courage and strength of bamboo. Strength of bamboo. It's, it's a lot of I mean, that's, that's crab in general. Crab say no. That's what they do. If they, if they just stand there and laugh at you. It's like, try again. Try again. Need determination back? Uh, Apologize to the rules team in advance? No, <laughs> you don't need determination back. I will uh, always disagree. <laughs> I, I do not need to see that card ever, ever, ever again. Thick ball on your knees, too. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Don't need to see that either. That was cool. Uh, actually, one of the things you can do against crab is you can, there's a, a dynasty card on the, not the, is it the Imperial Decree? The one where you have to bow a personality okay. after you take a reaction? Oh, is that the event? Yes, yeah, no, oh, uh, oh, Word wow. of Heaven or something? The Word of Heavens, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or a follower. Or a follower. Whenever I 
and building a deck, I always look at that card and I'm like, this looks good. And then I actually look through all the other stuff I've included in my deck and I'm like, there's no way. I know. It's there's it's one of those like borderline cards. And then it, it's a meta card. It's an advantage for random when it shows up. Right. Yeah. If it's less card in your province, you're just going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a thought. Right? Yeah. It's a thought. Sure. I mean, I'll still look at it every time I build a deck. <clears throat> I will. And then I just won't play it. All right. So the next one up would be Crane. Um, now, Trevor says that Crane should stop playing Dueling, which I think is like sacrilege to most Crane players. Uh, again, it's playing Trevor. It's a meta choice. There's so many decks dueling, military decks dueling. And if, you ever, if, if you've ever played Dueling for a long time, you know if you lose your own duel, you just lost the game. So okay. you can play stronger cards with lower focus values. You just play a pure so, control I mean, deck. Right now, Crab duels some with United. Dragon and Crane duel, of course. Lion is actually dueling some. Phoenix. Phoenix, 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 it, it, it's just not worth the investment, I think. Like, I've seen some dueling out of every clan, I think, except for Scorpion and Spider. Mantis. And Mantis, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think at this point we're, we're kind of on the fence about what's a good crane deck, because we haven't seen one really perform as well as we get to in, in, in a Major tournament. Yeah, Trevor's got his here. Trevor's got a uh, a sevenfold palace deck. Oh, uh, it's really nothing special. What kind of dishonor, open control stuff? Yep. Open control is good in this environment. Again, meta. What do you do with big units? You sit, yeah. you don't let them do anything. Yeah. You lock them down. They cost so much to throw all their eggs in one basket. If they invest in their attachments too early, they're not getting gold later game, then you're gonna have someone stop them early. So um, now the crane deck that you've got. Uh, you say it runs a lot of boxables? Uh, no, no, no. That's also a meta choice because there's so much boxable hate running around, it's not even worth it. So, I think I have Ayano Basic. I saw Ayano in there. Yeah, I think that's my boxable. This new person eventually. <laughs> yeah. She is not legal. Don't you should keep you not yet, but. So, supposing that, 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 that this, this crane deck takes off, how would you manage against it? Uh, honor. It's an honor deck. Honor. Yeah, the same honor. I play a total of four boxables, and I don't count two of them. There is so just just play the standard honor events. Yeah, that's all you can really do. Otherwise, you're throwing too much to invest in. Yeah, in people playing uh, only I can speak proper deference. I don't think they're good cards because a good player will play around proper deference. Yes, with lots of little I games. Sp I spend most of the time playing around proper deference. And only I can speak. I don't, I'm ne I've never sold out in the first place. So. <laughs> Oh, it's a difficult battle action. Yeah. My box bills are Payano Basic, Doji Kato, who's clearly there for his personal honor, yes. and Oki. Oh no, Oki, don't and die. Oki. <laughs> the box will hate. Yes. She doesn't kill herself first, I'm doing something wrong. So, um, one of the things I do against a, a control deck is if you're playing a big unit deck, it's just, instead of spending your money on your attachments, you could just buy more people, I suppose. Yeah. But then you do your people are they worth it? Because these are your attachments have your attachments have good actions and right. all that. And yeah. they're still met against your people, so and your people are based on having attachments. Yeah. Alright. Now the next clan up the dragon, which has like three like decks. Twenty decks. <laughs> three playable decks means they have the second most options right now, yeah. So in the in Gen Con, two and three were Greg Wong playing the Greg Wong deck. Which is military enlightenment, basically. I love the factor. Greg played Wong by is, Greg Wong. It's pretty amazing. I, and I've played Greg Wong's deck, and it, it works for a lot of the matchups that he had, had at Gen Con. And 
Case was playing something which is becoming a little more popular, which is the, I mean, it's kind of a kinside deck, but realistically, it's big units, big weapons, and maybe six kinsai cards in it. Yeah, cool. That's all you need, because when they get standard draw cards, it's the two good ones. Play the good ones, right. Or the yard gates and the full cut. Right, yeah, but you're just playing big units and weapons and those two actions, basically. Yeah, well, I I think the problem with building kinsai decks in general is just that you get so obsessed with the actions and involved weapons and then you don't see a weapon you Right. You're kind of hosed. I mean, Trevor knows that thing. Yeah, same with, same with Commander deck. Right. You don't see a follower. I play a Commander action in my Commander deck. Yeah. And I don't play many Commanders. I just, the action goes off. Yay. If not, I have to play around. That's all I do. And we haven't even talked about Last Step Castle and Monks, you know. Last Step Castle. Count to 40. Count to 40. How do you play against it? Count Make to 50. Count to 50. Make count to 50. <laughs> Play your new order. Buxley. They love their Buxley. Every deck should be playing, every military deck should be playing new order. Um, yeah. New order and War of Darkfire, really solid choices. I would say the new order is necessary. The War of Darkfire, mm, I play them both. I, I, I mean, I play them both, but, but most of the time what happens when I play War of Darkfire is they don't use their, their Father Shrines and they don't buy Dark Honor and they buy more people. But well, if it's the right time, time, if it's the right time, it's, that's true. My honor deck, War Dark Fire. My dishonor deck, War Dark Fire. My military deck, War Dark Fire. Yeah, almost every deck should be playing War Dark Fire. So monks, swift counterattack. No, no, no. That's you don't want to. <laughs> Presenceless defense. They don't like it. No, they don't. They, they don't the like monks want to be opposed. Battle. Yeah, that's that's even better for them. They don't like presenceless defense. A lot of monk decks are are, are naked monk decks. Yeah. Um. So if you have a, a deck like say Phoenix Military that. I can just eat naked, not naked decks for lunch. Uh, that's a good good matchup for for you. Bad matchup for monks. Yeah, um, I think the bad matchup is on it. Yeah, my 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 one loss actually on on Friday at Gen Con was Chris. Chris was playing monks. Yeah, he was and he was playing monks. Um, now, now personally, that was more of a play mistake on my part because uh, I I know I assigned people to a battle where I shouldn't have, and he ended up taking the province anyways. And you know, you don't. I don't defend when I'm playing honor unless I'm going to save the province. Um, and and that gets a sneak. It's it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the sneak attack wasn't so big, such a big deal. Um, but uh, he was really happy that I wasn't playing my Phoenix military deck. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's another bad deck for monks. Yeah. Um. And other than that, I mean, Kensai's big units. Yeah. Play control. Play attachment. Hate. Uh, Saturn of the Homeless will work against monks. Yeah, Saturn of the Homeless is good. I can't say. Saturn the Homeless is good against most of the dragon oh, decks. It's good against most things. It's just it's a good card. Line follower, man is follower, don't care. Everything else. Yeah. They gotta waste something. Alright. So, next up would be Lion. And I think the big deck that we mentioned so far for Lion is the Followers deck. Um, I can't beat the Followers deck in my military deck. I can beat it with my honor deck. Yeah. Um, is it still just playing the same personality base as always for Lion? Um, it's a little different. It's a little different. Uh, I think the the reason why the Follower deck took some time to ca- catch on is because it, it was counterintuitive from a lot of Lion players. Like the people in Athens, where where I play, still don't believe the Lion Follower deck is good. It's like, what? I got to buy all this gold and pay for these huge followers? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like. But it's a perfectly legitimate strategy that Lion can take. Is where they they instead of you know buying a bunch of cheap people, they buy like one person their their second turn and a bunch more gold, 
and then they're they're set for gold for the rest of the game, and they've got huge amounts of gold. Which is and, back to the native advantage of going first. They have the extra turn. They right. Can, they control the tempo. And, and and so they have like this inherent economic advantage, um, which they they could play around. So when I hear line players complain about how their their box produces only three gold and they can't afford expensive followers, I'm like, you can totally build a deck where you buy expensive followers and attachments if you really wanted to, and it works. Which goes back to the meta, all the six gold hate cards. They get yeah. super guys, they can get punished for it too. Yeah, there's yeah. not much to hose Lion, but the six gold hate works pretty well. Yes, it does. Six gold hate really likes eating six gold guys with a couple of humongous followers on. Right. Um, the other one was, there's a, a Lion weapon stack, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, it runs uh, more Calvary and weapons. Detective who's just trying to sleaze the province or two. And I think Case put that deck up, put up this dueling deck with some cavalry and some weapons and some dueling, which is totally bizarre for Lion. And Yari Jutsus. Yari Jutsus because you play yeah. weapons yeah. and play it. Good, good kill. Um, I mean, that's another, I mean, it's an attachment deck, but I mean, how do you meta it? It's a dueling deck. So, I mean, you, how do you manifest the duel in deck? You uh, don't you, play dueling. You redirect the duels, maybe? Because yeah. they're not naturally duelists, so if you have duelists, you can redirect it to like, well, higher chi and... And or, then eat them alive? Yeah. You have a really nice option in that you've got um, the arrows do not falter. I might have a nice option. That was almost English. I, I might have a nice option in there, because I have to have people with base range attacks. Right. And there aren't so many in my deck, so I naturally load them up with all the items, and they can play Russian roulette, try to duel them. Does it backfire? Do you even get to duel me? Or do you just get shot? So I hate that card. Um, I love that card. One of the things that works in my honor deck is I have a hamstone, of course. Yeah. And so two one can be a double-edged sword there. I don't mind using guy if I can get four honor off of it. Or eight. That's cool. Or too. eight, yeah. Eight I've, nice. I've done that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then uh, the other other thing I have in my deck is discretionary valor, um, mm -hmm. which bows the duel's winner. Um, which, you know, if you're on the losing end of a duel, is pretty nice, especially when, you know, the duelist is guy with a huge yeah. weapon. That's so good for the duel, you know you have no chance of winning. Yeah, which is most of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, but, uh, I mean, it also works out in my honor matchups where they play in dueling honor, because, you know, most challenge me to impromptu duel. I'm like, I don't care. I'll take it. Uh, oh, I don't get a handsome. I die. Um, so, uh, now the Mantis deck is, right now, is Dragon Guard City. The deck. Well, I mean, they could play something else. So someone was playing else. Thunder Dragon Bay. Mm. How'd that work and, out? And I didn't play Thunder Dragon's Bay. And I know, <laughs> I know how Trevor feels about the scout deck. It's, it's green. I still feel like the scout deck can work. Remember that whole thing about box play we just said? Yeah. When all your scouts are boxable. So Trevor's very qualified for this. Tell us about what you hate to see with this deck. I uh, mean, it's... Well, Reinforce the Gates is a lovely card I love seeing. Uh, I, it's another reason why I don't want to see determination come back. I cry a little on the inside. Uh, Route is in a big card. When I pay 8 and 9 gold for attachment, and you pay 1 and send me home and I kill it, you know, I, I die a little. And, then and I, it's big units again, so. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got a bad matchup against a deck, like Control, where they value people. Or... I understand uh, there's you answers for that, but. I've heard you don't like Caught on the Wares too much. I love Caught on the Wares. Both action on the card. Uh, <laughs> I love. love. I love that card. That's what you get for trying to blitz. I will do what I know. I think I would still take the chance and buy on tomorrow turn one. Oh, I did. Yeah. I think I'd still risk it. He's pretty good. 
So, for our next deck up would be Phoenix. And Phoenix has like a ton of decks. It's the same problem as Dragon Dude. So Phoenix many decks. has a million decks. It's, it's, hard, hard, it's hard to meta against Phoenix specifically. You, have to meta you don't meta against them specifically. You have just to meta against the individual pick decks. Pick the decks you can't beat. Okay, well. this is later, but then you can get into three bottom and you meta against this military on it and this on it. Right. But that's later. So, what did Phoenix play at me event? Yes. Uh, Phoenix, yes. Phoenix made the top 16 with all three decks. All three strongholds. So. Yes, there was, a, there was a, a Shrine of Champions honor deck in the top 16. It was top Phoenix deck. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a City Tier Spell Military, and there was a TST. Whatever TST does. Whatever TST yeah. deck does. TST just kind of gets a lot of whatever. TST is kind of a big unit deck. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, a, it's got it's a big unit deck with three directions, essentially. Big units with redirection seems to fix the issue that big units have. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the reasons why it's good that TSD's stronghold ability, which is killing Right, right. Um, Reusable kill is always quality. And it's their seven problem strength. So, what do you hate to see with TST then if you have the redirection and the big units? Trying to champions. Lion's still a bad matchup for that. Yeah, Lion, is still, uh, Lion Follower is a bad matchup for both the Phoenix military decks. Um, I. I, I just have a horrible time trying to beat line followers with either of their either of those mm-hmm. decks. I don't remember the specific matches, but I think uh, a line beat the Phoenix military is in the top sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Uh, if it if it's naked line, Phoenix eats naked line for breakfast. But uh, the, like we said, the big two line decks we're seeing right now are the, the, the attachment decks. Um, well, the honor runner gets eaten up by honor meta as best you can. I mean. Anything that particularly works against it? Um, Warning. Throw, throw your events in and call it auto meta. Yep. Yeah, pretty much standard standard auto meta. Um, People still play uh, but, on the actions and difference. You run through those. Do they hit you at the right time? Things like that. Right. But then you've got City of Tears, which is the blitzy little spell military thing. I assume well, boxable meta is also yeah boxable annoying meta. for that. Boxable meta works against the honor and the. The spell military decks because they tend to run a lot of box decks. If anyone actually still played Fury of the Dark Lord, that seems like the one deck they would just get. They would still target a Shadowlands. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and a lot of Phoenix players like, oh, you can't play this deck and loses Fury of the Dark Lord. Like, nobody even plays Fury of the Dark Lord. I, or even Burn the Village. I can't recall the last time I've seen Fury of the Dark Lord played. And I think the last time I played it, I saw someone playing it was me. I played it last summer. Yeah. We have a base set in one expansion. Yeah. Not being able to work on the little goblins and ghouls really hurts that card. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah. Um, the Phoenix Honor deck's got a bad matchup against Crab. Um, mm. And it's got a bad matchup against Boat Spider Breeder, which uh, I was really, really kind of elated when I wanted to be on the top in my first match of the game. Yeah. It was pretty much the highlight of my Gen Con. Uh, that, 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 that one matchup. Um, so, uh, our next deck up would be Scorpion, and there are two main Scorpion decks out there right now. There's Ninjas, mm-hmm. and there's Dishonor. Um, every now and then I see Magistrate Military out of 17 feet, but it's not really... I haven't seen a there. really good one yet. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't seen one succeed. And so. it's, it's got some nice things going for it, but it doesn't, it doesn't work as well as it needs to yet. Dishonor. That painful deck that one claim can uh, play. Um, I'm really glad that I didn't see any Dishonored matchups in my, my game. 
Um, I realize that I, I probably could have gone military against it, but I hate I hate that This is this is this is why I uh, yeah I I I hate the Scorpion so much because I hate just hate playing against this army. Um, I was honestly surprised I didn't see more of it. I think it's really strong right now, and it has good matchups for what is popular. I yeah. I think Faint Praise pushed it up a level. Yes, it did. Um, uh, I've been seeing some really good things out of Dishonored. Uh, I've been seeing people using Exposed Secrets. You can see it's an open action, and the next time you take a reaction, re you whisper on him. Yeah. So if they, they the hit, your guy, hit your guy with a Supplicum, you're going to lose Dishonored anyways. Um, so yeah. that's really a kind of a vicious combo that I have. Um, it's it's a really, really frustrating deck to play against. One of the, the tricks I picked up playing my Phoenix military deck is to pop my new order. So that uh, Hisoka can't trigger anymore because he has. I've done yeah. that before. Handing in counting house. Handing in my counting house, and it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of just have to know how to play against Dishonor well meta. too. Because there isn't too much. There's no regarding the season. No. I wish there were. I mean, there's Oyoseda. I, I think that's not even meta. Oyoseda doesn't really work anymore. They will have answers for it. Um. Uh, if. And you can you can get off one Oyasedo on your on your turn. They'll if corrupt, you're lucky, if you're lucky, they'll corrupt officials. The other mm -hmm. one, they're, they're going to be running only action speak, just to double ensure that you don't get any honor. Um, you're one of the ten million people playing duels right now. You can also do enough talk. Nelson's in play. Um, I think enough talk is actually a pretty good card. There's plenty of political actions out there, like game sincerity. It just nukes game sincerity, which everyone plays. You know. That's the big one. I don't think Kim Sincerity played too much anymore. No? I saw it in one deck, I think. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, another another thing you can do is enough talk is you can, you can enough talk some of these fashion before. Yeah. It's also pretty funny. Um, There's a lot of uses for it if you're actually running duels. I found the best way for Scorpion Dishonored to lose is you have to hit it fast and hard. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you have to be aware of all the presence defense they will have. Sure. You gotta hit it fast and hard, you gotta make sure you take those provinces. You don't wanna it's like playing against honor almost. You don't wanna split up uh, on the province. I disagree entirely. I mean yeah. your your deck yeah, is, is a different I, story. But most of the time Mantis just yeah. always you just always split up yes. against everything. I I mean, because you can threaten multiple provinces all at the same time. Or you can bluff it. Or you can bluff it. Um which works because you got that that whole built in neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Um but for most other decks, if you don't, not running like five sneaks, you know. Three Speaking sneaks. of which, the other Scorpion deck. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which. Um, Ninjas. Yeah, you're not going to have a good time splitting up against against Dishonored. Uh, you just want to focus more cards at the time, most of the time. We keep on talking about the stupid Ninja deck, so I guess next time we really have to talk about the Ninja deck and yeah. close one of ours. We've we, we got to get build a good Ninja Well, deck. we're going to talk about it now since we're going to talk about metaing against this. Like, yeah, but we're not posting <laughs> necessarily in, into the interactions. Right. Ninjas are scary people. Ninja, Ninja is a scary deck, and it's going to get scarier when I throw it at war. It was the one that just barely missed the cut. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so the Ninja deck, uh, a lot of the strength of the Ninja deck is from putting you in Dojo, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they have a hard time, I think, versus Honor and Dishonor. Uh, they, they can have a hard time against Honor. It depends on, it depends on which deck they're playing. But yeah, they do have a hard time Dishonor against... Dishonor is painful for them. And Dishonor is, is just almost an auto loss. Um, yeah. uh, now the, the one thing that you want to keep in mind about Ninjas is that you want to run for your enforce. And they will ninja a, at least a province that they, you can't do anything about. Right, they will ninja a province. Um, you want to border keep early. 
Uh, every time I run against another deck, I, I just use my board to keep because I don't expect to use it again. Yeah, you get out from the first turn because right. you want to have a chance maybe to use it. Yeah, and you want to ditch extra, extra aggressively. Even if you're uh, planning on buying you know, more holdings later on, don't ever hold on to a holding when you're playing your skin deck, unless it's like Cabin Pepper and see the only deck. Um, because you're going to see holdings. I, I guarantee you that. You will see your holdings. You will see your holdings. You'll get more holdings than you'll ever want. Um, and it won't be the holdings you do want. It won't be the holdings that you do want. So uh, I, could, I can imagine some ninja players could just, you know, give you good holdings too. But I have taken a Kevin Pedler before. Yeah. Without question. You can buy the box, we'll got it, it's nothing. Alright. So, we will talk about ninja again later. We promise. <laughs> uh, I will make it happen. Um, Spider now. Spider now. We're lying. This is actually a running joke. There's no ninja deck. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. Ninja Art Mail. Uh, the big deck that won Gen Con was Breeder. Um, and it's kind of a Breeder Goblin hybrid, right? No. no? I don't want to talk too much about it because. Uh, trying to sell the deck with well, Kotoku. That's not, <laughs> they, they don't really want it out there, but uh, the only Goblin in the deck is Kotoku. It was the only one? The only Goblin in the deck. Okay. Huh. I mean, it's hard to talk about specific spider decks because they're all kind of two or three different amorphous themes, and how much breeding do you put into it? Yeah. So, the the things you can do against Breeder, uh, kill them fast. Not Fury enough. of the Dark Lord and a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> the Sharpie Fury of the Dark Lord would work, but... Um, doesn't have to be Sharpie. You can play the Diamond Breeder usually does take a little bit of time to build, but once they reach that, that critical zombie... Point. There's just some draws that Breeder what, can get which are r- real close to impossible well, to make. Once it. you hit two Odos, it's really hard yeah. to do anything to them. Yeah. yeah, then even Plant uh, Shell does nothing. That you kill two zombies and. Well, two zombies one, zombies. One, of the, one of the options you have against Breeder is that if you have some open control in your deck, you can bow Udo and then Clon Shell. Does he work well bad? I don't remember. He doesn't work well bad. Yeah. So. Okay. And then they can also react with a stupid uh, Mexican zombie card. Uh, that has to be at a battlefield. Oh, alright, so when you kill them later, they can make, yeah. 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 So, uh, another thing that you want to keep in mind when you're playing Breeder is that, uh, if you have an option, target the non-undead people first. <laughs> Send <laughs> so those yeah, guys home. Just, the skin just have to go. The skin just have to go. If you have any type of, you know, limited kill, um, kill off the, their skin. So your ninjas can hire you. Yeah, on, actually, speaking of, of ninjas, one of Breeder's worst matchups is actually ninja, because they never see Udo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I love ninjas. Yeah. So I imagine the warm body count would make it hurt when you're trying to sleaze a province and they've got eight defenders out. And you get free ninjas too. Like you can make free babies. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can keep them from seeing you, though, that's that's a really really strong bonus. And if you're close to beating the deck, you can throw in some of the boxable meta, but it's not the kind of thing where my deck mm-hmm. just loses terribly to. Breeder, I'm going to throw in some boxable meta and suddenly I'm going to win. Yeah, Probably so not. If you can run something like Subversive Whisper, which you can, you know, they can discard Udo out of the, out of the province. Census. 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 Uh, Obviously yeah, Census. Yeah, you have to run Census. They, yeah. They'll be playing forewarning, but if Census hits, you know. I, I was not playing Census and uh, I got stopped by some shotguns, zombies, whatever. Zombies. Yeah. Right, people. Um, so... Are the other spec decks any good? 
I still think Paragon is this be another one of those mythic decks we always talked about and don't ever post. We'll, we'll have to post that after we do. I have to get it back from a friend, but yeah. I think good luck with it. Isn't the Paragon deck like another big unit deck? Because yeah, well, I like, play control. You play control. So well, you get infinitely I mean, recursed sneak attacks. That's kind of nice. That's pretty good. Uh, I I play control in that deck. Oh, the card yeah, control. Also, that's okay. hot. No, no, it's a good. I I play control, but a control style. Yes, but you play with control as yes. well. Um, what do you do for open bowing? Like just double stain. I got answers. You got answers? You don't want to talk about them? Uh, I'll post the whole deck at once. It's, I, I don't think coherently I think in pieces and the uh, whole thing, I'll yell at it. <laughs> okay. Alright, so the last client we should probably talk about is Unicorn. Um, so, uh, I think the the major deck we saw during most post the season was with Valimating, so it's moving out of Atapi Plains. Um, I'm not sure if that's as good as it was anymore. I'm trying to think if I saw Unicorn during Kote season. No. I, I definitely Early saw Early Kote season, I saw the Heroes deck more. I, I, I definitely saw one in, um, in, in Florida. That's right, Florida, I saw one. Yeah. Um, he, he went on the top four, and it was like my first match by beat him in that one. But, uh, he lost to like LSC because four personal honor, and they were doing And he had yeah. all the Calvary terrain. Yeah. That's been Battle Maiden's biggest problem for the whole first half of this arc is Last Step Castle exists. Sake Bomb destroyed that deck. The 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 Friendly Traveler Sake and and the Snow Swept Summit. Just the two things Yeah. Speaking about that deck will probably play a proper different. That and oh yeah. All my problems have nine strings. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, it's a possibility. Um the other the other decks that are possible for Unicorn is Commander deck. Um, yes. With Edekin, who is really, really, really Edekin makes a lot of things work. He's in all the decks. He's that good. Yeah. Uh, free protection, free followers. Yeah. Very cool, non-cavalry guy good enough to throw into a deck. If you want to get janky, put a scout arm around him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yep. Every turn. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty nice. No, it's pretty janky, but... Um, <laughs> yes. John's been playing the Blitz deck. The, the Scout Blitz deck. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty scary. Um, With all the free people, it runs like three holdings or something. I'm always a little leery of saying that any Blitz deck is good, because, you know, if you can save that first province that they play, right. then, then they're usually up in a proverbial creep. Sewage. Scorpion could be a nightmare for that deck, too, I think. Really? Yeah. Because of too much presence list defense? Or? That's in. He's running uh, a couple, or at least Boko Bo. Anything that says honor loss. Uh, yeah, he's running yeah. cheap dudes. And there's subtle staying in there. And there's a lot of Do stuff. all of his free cards he brings in ignore honor requirements? No. I don't think they do either. That'd be a bad matchup yeah. if that's the case. But again, are people playing this honor and all that? Yeah. So, meta for Unicorn? I, I mean, presenceless defense? Reinforce the case. Reinforcing presence always works. I've never played Unicorn deck in my life. So I'm <laughs> not even going to lie. Don't listen to me. Um, so, Blitz deck obviously can get eaten up by boxable stuff, because a oh. whole lot of stuff is boxable well, Unicorn. I don't know where it's just turned any Blitz deck into. Yeah. Sorry. You played this game one turn and you're done. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you do about Edekin and Tin uh, and Shell, Strength of Will, things that kill free things. Uh, or you can kill Edekin or you know, burn the village or probably... You can burn it. his village. That's true. Burn his house then. Um... 
any of those things work. Is that it? Did we? Did any Ronin do anything? No. There no. was a Ronin deck, I think. There was a Ronin deck. It, it was like, and it beat somebody. It beat somebody? I know it had at least one win. Oh, wow. And I think it was early at the win, too. So So it wasn't just his 0-6 yeah, matchup he picked up a win or something? Yeah. I mean, it's United. Same thing as Supply. Except every personality in their deck is probably going to count for it. And do one less gold. Running it out of the Devonian stronghold? Yes, yeah. I believe so. That, that takes, this is all hearsay because I did not see it. Massive cojones right there. That, that, yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for current metagame. Yeah. Any, any decks we forgot? Of course, but they're obviously still high on the radar. We forgot them. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Well, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about meta in general. And. Uh, Meta. And meta. And meta. And more meta. All about meta. Anything you want to know about meta, I'm more afraid. So, welcome back. Uh, so, we're going to start our conversation about on, uh, meta. Excuse me. And by meta, I mean on meta. Um, but, uh, but, we were talking about this earlier, and basically Trevor was talking about there's three types of meta you run in general. There's military meta, there's honor meta, and there's dishonor meta. And we don't really, really run military meta because everybody plays military, I mean, virtually. Mm -hmm. So you're always planning to for the military matchup. There's specific kinds of military meta you can play. You can host box bulls or big units, but, I mean, a bunch of your deck is already just military meta. I'm doing the air quotation marks thing. It's all military meta. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just basic self defense. You, know, you say every deck runs it, but not every deck can. They have straight on a rocket deck that doesn't care what you do. Can I count to forty before you stop me? Yeah, but uh, this is more. We'll, we'll get, I'm gonna I mean, read later. Th theoretically, there could be a straight on rocket. I don't think that really exists anymore. I think the military decks are aggressive enough to to, to stomp straight on rockets to yeah. the ground, even without proper defense. I don't think it's a good idea, but these it, it these exist, decks do yeah. exist and do take some kind of time. So, so the one most people are interested in, in is honor decks, because um, yeah. that's that's how many clans have honor decks now? We got Crane, Phoenix, Dragon. Those are the reliable. Those ones. are the reliable, Those are the reliable ones. ones. And then Unicorn, Unicorn, or Lion could try. Yeah. And then Lion, Deathseeker, possibly. Not even just Deathseeker, but the Paragons. Paragons. So uh, now most military decks are running New Order as honor meta. Yeah. Um, and they're also running more dark fire. Actually, most decks are running more dark fire. See very few decks that are are, are not running more dark fire. And these are just extra turns. I mean, that's all it buys you. Um, now, theoretically, you could run a deck without War of Dark Fire in it. Because a lot of times, when the honor deck sees War of Dark Fire, they'll they'll just quit off. You know, the impromptu duels and the things like that. But then you still got you want that one turn. You you still got got one turn, and basically, from my calculation, it ends up being like a, a five to six point honor loss. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, on that note, New Order is a, a ten point honor loss for them from that same, same perspective. So that's why yes, if, you're, if you're running military, you need to run New Order pretty much, unless unless you just you know stomp the hell out of say or you're faster or you're faster or you know you don't mind losing. I'm talking about Gen Con decks. I don't think Greg ran New Order. No, he didn't. 
Yeah, I noticed that about his deck. He, he, he was faster. He was faster. Um, like every one of his decks he posted afterwards, and people ask him what he does about honor, and he just says, yeah, it's a hard matchup, I just deal with it. That's what you do. There's um, some of the stuff you can just overcome by playing really yeah. super solid. So, so someday I am going to have to, 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 to give Greg Long a call and see if I can get him to play a game against me, because I need to understand the Greg Long food. Um, just, just, just to learn from the master. Uh, you go up to the mountains to train with them? Yes, yes, I would. I'd, I'd sit outside the dojo in my mind and, and and stay there for days until he let me in and all that He's stuff. He's actually in the Shadowlands. I, I don't know if you heard, but Canada is the Shadowlands officially. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. the story interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was in the story interview. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Canada is the Shadowlands. Yes. So I'll be waiting out there in the cold to learn from, from Greg. Um, and then he will claim the throne on you. Yes, he will. Uh, another card that a lot of military decks can play, will play, is Game of Sincerity. Um, because mm -hmm. Dishonor's a dude, cost him to honor. Uh, yeah, they're lucky they can spook you, at least the ones who receive more when they die dishonorably. Right. Um, also, that's a good meta card because it also works in military magic. Exactly. It's, 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 it's the bane of Kuan's existence. Because yeah. yeah. it's one of the things that Kuan can't do anything about. He can run away. Except for run away. Kuan's uh, scared sometimes. Even Kuan gets scared. A yes. little courtiers. What, what is Kuan scared of? Kuan scared of the scorpion. Um, yeah, I think Game of Sincerity is a card that probably should be running both scorpion decks, Ninja and, and Dishonored. And that's um, one thing that makes a lot of meta actually decent and playable is just the number of things you yeah. accident. This is know. this is actually a really important guideline as far as you know meta is concerned. Is that the meta that you choose, you want it to be a viable card in your deck and the deck that it's not designed to to match up against. So an example of a bad meta card would be unfortunate incident. Uh, as a meta card, yes, but not as a card itself. I mean, not as right. a card itself. As bad as a meta card. I mean, I know Scorpion players love to play, play, play in, on, on, in uh, Dishonor decks, but uh, it's not a good honor meta card. Um, because you're just going to... All it does is it poses honor. That's the only thing the card does. And you're walking into their own counter meta because they're probably just going to be playing deeds and words already anyway. Right. So you're just walking into stuff they've already happened to got in their deck to take care of that. Yeah. Um, so as far as honor decks are concerned, honor decks are also running War of Dark Fire because that makes a huge difference in the honor versus only that matchup. Yeah. Um, my honor deck was running proper def deference. Because I wasn't running dueling, so I didn't care about my focus values. But again, it's also it, it's a military and honor meta. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a great card for military matchups because the battle action wasn't going to win me any battles. It was just going to save me provinces. And that's all I needed to do. Poor, poor ho ho. Poor ho ho. Poor ho ho does. Um, uh, another card that a lot of uh, honor decks like to run is um, Festival of Cherry Blossoms. See? Mm -hmm. The, you gain two honor after your opponent gains two honor. And you have a way to make them gain honor instead of courtesy or something. Yeah, or, right. or, or yeah, just leaving somebody at the battlefield for them to die. That's usually not the best decision also, but... Well, it, it depends. Um, yeah, a lot of the honor decks like the Crane and Dragon honor decks, they'll, they'll play courtesy. They'll trigger it off of that. Um, but if you're playing against an honor deck, you automatically trigger it because you know, they're gaining honor. So... Um, Another option you have in the honor versus 
honor matchup is any type of dishonor tech that you can come up with. Any type of dishonor tech that they ha you have will we'll slow them down. Um, so, and Crane does this particularly well with some Santa. of the, with, with, with Doji, Daidoji Senta. Doji, Doji Senta. Senta. Yeah, Senta is particularly amazing. Um, uh, things that make your opponent lose honor, like Makita, work really, really well. Makita's yeah. nasty. Um, so, yeah, and then in like the line deck, they've got uh, Yodo, uh, the person you, you bow them and they can either gain honor or you dishonor your guy. Well, even in the honor honor matchup, there's uh, Test Sincerity and uh, Followed by Deeds and Words. Do they kill the guy? And like, right. I, yeah, I, I always lose it and dishonor. I always choose to kill my guy. But they'll stop the game. So, just kill the guy for free. They did yeah. correct. Um, yeah, so Test of Sincerity and, and Deeds and Words is another combination. Scorpion loves that combination. Um, it works pretty good. Uh, the the dragon deck also has Kitsuki Sweha, who's yes. if you don't assign, you get dishonored, uh, and they love to make people unable to assign and get dishonored. Mm -hmm. um, but especially if you know if you bow like a ho ho for one honor, suicide and songs of him, and they sway him, you know, he dies dishonorably. He dies dishonorably. Not fun. Uh, so these are things you want to keep in mind when you're playing these matchups. Like I know for me in particular, I had to face two LC decks at, at Gen Con. Um, and have to be aware that if I let them dishonor my guys, bad things are going to happen to me. Um, so giving them, t making that choice about whether or not to give them the, the free honor when they trigger Yodo or dishonor my dude comes really kind of rough. Because, you know, if they, if I dishonor my dude, they're just going to Imperial Adjudicate them. Um, which is usually the the follow the go to follow up move, and so uh, my meta against their meta is to put an unpatchable name, which is a uh, card from the last set, uh, Pathways Plague War, excuse me, uh, where if after your action targets one of your people, you dishonor them and you, you reduce the honor loss by two. So against Game of Sincerity, brilliant. Does it do anything else? It's got a battle ability. Where you bow your Shigenja and bow target personality and you gain two on. Yeah, see, that would fall into the category of it's good meta because it does more. Yeah, than it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's good meta, especially for, for Phoenix Honor decks. Uh, and I need the the um, the Dishonor type because my guys can't Sapuku. In general, that's just the way meta works in this game because you don't have a something you can swap sideboard cards in or you can add in meta after yeah. the fact. It's got to be, if it's just a silver bullet and that's all it does. It's got to be really, really good for you to actually play it. Like Fury of the Dark Lord used to be, but or, when it actually hit everything. Or you have to have a way to get rid of it. Uh, Central right. Castle. Central Castle. Right. Or, you, have to, uh, you have to have, a, have a, some way to aggressively cycle your yeah. cards. Uh, if you can aggressively cycle your cards, then, then you could. Then you play more meta or narrow meta than you normally yeah. If you have a terrible matchup. But that's it. In the broader category of meta, you either meta your your strengths or your weaknesses. Do you, you want to get stronger what you do, or do you want to not lose to things that stop you in the face? Right. So, like, another an example of this was there are certain ways you can, you can adjust your deck, and a lot of times what I'll find when I'm, when I'm building a deck is I'll like, you know, include this card, a better matchup is against, say, like, line followers or something like that. So if I'm including route, I get good matchups against Scorpion and Kensai and line followers on the hat. Heavy decks, but if I input determined force in, I'll have better matchups against a lot of the honor decks because I can reset their problem strength and yeah. negate their, their sent home tag and all that stuff. Um, 
And there usually isn't enough room in the deck for both. There's certain cards that are just kind of essential for it. Like, I'm not going to build a Phoenix military deck without some by five fires in it. At least that is not actually the case. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that card just owns. Um, and, and in the case of Phoenix military, I have to put in a certain amount of just you know, plain cards that increase my force somehow because I just don't have great force. Um, so, you can make choices as far as your deck design is concerned that will affect which are your, your, your bad matchups are and which are your good matchups are. You have to actively decide which matchups are worth focusing on. And some people are willing to just bring everything up to a certain level where maybe they'd be 60, 40 or so and hope that, you know, play skill kicks in and they do okay in these matches. And there's some people who are just willing to just have a match, they just lose. I am not one of those people. Some people are fine with that. Like, you can just say, if I run into Dishonor, I just lose. I'll just make all my other matches better and hope I don't run into more than one or two of those. Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the feeling for me when I'm playing Phoenix Military about Phoenix Honor. Because when I run into the Phoenix Honor with my military deck, I just lose. It's, it's pretty horrible. But I find when it gets to that point, I either abandon it completely or restructure it to not auto lose that. It's the one thing I hate. I will not take an auto loss ever. And this is why Trevor doesn't play the shooting job. Yes, that is. That's pretty good. Because the auto loss is important. It's not even worth it. Even I didn't play Dishonor at all. All of Gen Con, still wouldn't take a chance. Yeah. So, our third type of uh, meta that we want to talk about is, is meta against Dishonor. Because one of the things Trevor doesn't do plays his Nantus Shigenja deck because it's going to pretty much auto lose against all over and die. And, uh, and one of the things Trevor did do during Gen Con was basically pretty much made most of his deck unique. So the Palace Crimson Shadow could dishonor people at will. they, they got to work for it, they're not giving anything. Right. Um, so right now, our only major dishonor deck is the Scorpion one. Makes it hard to meta against. Yeah, it's, it's it's it is really hard to meta against it because it's only like a deck of eight lane, like yeah, like an eighteen for the field maybe, or, right, or twenty four for the field, um, depending on how many top tier viable decks we have out there. Um, but it's just one of these decks where, for a lot of people, if you don't meta for it, you lose. Or you know, most people don't know how to play against it, and that's why it right. too. it's very hard. To yeah, play I can't. I can't emphasize enough how important using Spooky is against the uh, the Dishonored deck. Which goes back to why I can't play my Shigenja deck. Right, because yeah. Shigenja can't commit Spooky, which is another like, one of the things that I do with a lot of Phoenix players, because a lot of our personalities are Shigenja. Um, I never really have that big of a problem dealing with Dishonored as far as you know, the military matchups concerned. Just now that you're all naval and cavalry and yeah. good things like that. Yeah. Some um, clans just don't have as big of a problem with it. Well, some clans, some clans um, automatically have a good matchup against Dishonor. Lion's pretty good, Unicorn is really... Yeah, Lion, yeah. Lion Phoenix, and, and Unicorn, all, all because they have, they've got people with good personal honor that they can buy each turn. And, 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 and or Cavalry and Naval. Naval is still be rough because you have yeah. such low honor. Yeah. And I'm not buying people for full ever. It's not worth it. I have to think fast and hard. Right. I mean, but Mantis and Crab, for example, have a lot of, like, two and one person on yeah. people. And especially after that Scorpion Guidance thing, it's, it's like just buying them for honor is usually not, not, even, worth it. not even worth it. And Spider is... is it Spider is kind of SOL. Um, yeah, so a lot of people like to run away with Sato as honor meta. I mean, as dishonor meta. 
Um, that isn't a cure-all. It's not gonna, it's not gonna win the matchup for you because, um, a lot of Dishonored decks will run corrupt officials and they'll also run only action speak. It's a false positive in my eyes. You think you're doing something correct, but they already have answers built in the deck naturally, so. Um, I mean, so you'll probably end up getting like, you know, two or four honor maybe off that Oyo Sato. That's being generous. That's being generous. <laughs> um, uh, one of the, the funnier things I've heard is that you can dishonor the dishonor player out by, by letting them, you know, tie their own moves. The dishonor is a very tight, uh, rope to walk. Yeah. You're uh, bombing yourself down to bump them with unfortunates. Right. Um, yeah, when I play dishonor, I don't, I don't play the unfortunates. I don't like letting my opponent ignore honor requirements. I, I do that at the end, too. Good, yeah. Good games. Get your negative 10, you're 10 more. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Greg Wong was telling me about this time where he was running Armor of the Heavens. Yeah. Uh, that and, used to be really popular. And and every time the Dishonor player would target one of his people, that he make them lose two, and they dishonored themselves out because yeah. he got the point where you could either you know let him attack his last province and take it, or defend and, and lose to his own Dishonor. Um, so that's actually one meta card you can run against. Scorpion. It's not going to re-honor your people when they dishonor your people, because you gain the two. It's also honor meta too. Yeah, yeah. but it's also it's also honor meta because it'll make make you lose two. And it's just some force you can buy too. It's another good all-purpose meta card. I'm not saying it's a good card necessarily, but it's an option. Yeah. Right. Um, if you have good battle actions that give you honor, then 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 you also have another option is dishonor. There aren't very many out there right now outside of like no. you know, straight on events. Um, Phoenix has uh, an amazing courtier named Asaka Masako, who I put in almost every one of my decks and running significant number of Shugenjas and got a send home ability that you can use even while your Shugenjas bow and they both gain one honor, which can be on them both. I know my uh, Crane Deck aims to, if I'm playing Dishonor, I would try to design them out too. Right. Is enough I can get a couple points in. If they make a mistake, they're done. Yeah. Um, and there's also that new scout action from the Plague War, where you send something home and gain two more. Now, I don't see a lot of scout decks out there right now, but it's, it's possible. Perhaps scouts are still scary. I yeah. think the rest needs some work still. Yeah, I mean, any, any, any good action that, that gains you honor has a side effect. Has a side effect of helping you with this one. Uh, and if you've got built in honor names in your deck, like, again, like Phoenix, you've got Ho Ho and Ning Ning. The Queen also can run the risk of giving the dead love in the time. That's true. Yeah. How do you meta versus dice roll? How do you meta versus dice roll? I, I give him a double loss. That is, that's Loaded what I dice? Doing. Loaded dice, yes. Yeah, I, I, if, I, if I'm playing a dishonored player and um, and I don't feel like they're winning, I feel like if you carried the game out, I would, I would win and they refuse to acknowledge that point, they're giving a double loss. This is one of my... my Big, big problems with dishonors because of the whole going time. Well, you reach your 45 minutes now that you did win, so. Well, you've just got <clears throat> two decks that are working completely counter yeah. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Just the nature of the game. That's why my grand deck is a little edge to throw them under the bus. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, how would I say, mixed feelings about dishonor? Not really. I, I, let's, let's no, you honest. don't. Very let's, mixed. Let, let's be honest here. I, 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 I really abhor Dishonored decks in general. Mixed hate and loathing. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. 
you um, just hated or which didn't exist? Yes. <laughs> um, now, one card that, that doesn't see a lot of play. Um, well, two cards that don't see a lot of play in a lot of decks, like Open Scan and Legend of Thieves, and these are both kind of straight, mixed, honor and dishonor. Looking Geeks is quite a bit of play. I mean, it seems a lot of also. Is there a military deck playing it? Okay. I don't see it much in military. But I'll take your report. It can stop you from hitting 40. Yeah, yeah sure. No, it's a good card. Yeah. Uh, it, can, it can turn that in Hobbs Duel into uh, just Dishonor and Dude. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the only problem with these these two cards is that they're, they're just. That's all they do. They're very yeah. narrow. I mean, they're nice versatile, man. Like, they're mad against both of those matchups, but they're, they're very, very narrow. They don't have viable. It's a loser to get scoping, I think, because they have a couple of fish that you need some words before you can have a chance. This is true. And there's just a lot of cards like that. Like, you, um, that new reaction that when someone's ability someone into play, you get a duel win. I mean, that's the kind of thing that it's in the matchup it's supposed to be against. It's so phenomenal. It's like, yeah, you know, that's never going to see. You're not going to throw it in your deck unless your local metagame is just people are civility and constantly. It's going worse if they go first against the civility guy, you know, you don't even have the duels in play to target them. Right. Congratulations, you have a dead guy. Right. I mean, but if this was a game, you know, where you could swap in cards after the fact or something, or if it was a best of three and you had a sideboard, and that's a totally legitimate card to consider throwing in. Best of three, honor versus design. Go. <laughs> but, yeah, best of three, honor versus design. Three weeks later, you may have finished the game. Right. Um, another card that I wanted to talk about is term, in terms of meta would be, um, that put the react, the dual reaction. Uh, enough talk? Enough talk. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing a, a, a good dueling deck, enough talk can be really, really brutal with the just on deck. Um, it's because there's just a lot of nifty little yeah. all purpose things that yeah. turn out to be political. And, and, and specifically the, uh, in the California Cote. Yeah. Where, yeah. where the, the, the yeah, the, one of the best scoring players around was playing playing a Dishonored deck and ran up against the TST dueling deck. And between the, the redirection and enough talk, the, it just wasn't able to recover. Yeah. You, you lose the duel. It's rough. Especially a limited duel that was free for them. It's, yeah. Right. See, I wouldn't play enough talk with Dishonored deck. It's not worth the hamstring this. True. That, that's meta about play style, and that's another conversation. Right. What people have deck another deck. Well, I mean, we wanted to talk about that today, too, because, I mean, right now we're talking about specific cards, but your best meta, honestly, is to know who your opponent is and what, what they're playing and what you can expect out of them. I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we talked about the, the good decks for the clan, but if you know what your opponent's tricks are, you know what they're, they're doing, how to play against them, uh, you want to take that in mind when you, when you play. You need to change your play style for different opponents. Um... And this is huge in, like, enlightenment matchups and stuff like that. I mean, if you know all the silly tricks enlightenment is going to do, you can make their life ten times harder without throwing a card into your deck, you know? Right. To win against enlightenment, as soon as you know they're going enlightenment, you have to stop fire or earth. And if you can stop one of, the, one of those two, the enlightenment can't win. And you can pick which one immediately. Yes, pretty immediately. Well, if you see one, you have to stop the other. It's right. Because there's not anything you can do to stop water or void. Or air. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they'll find a way. That's what most enlightenment builds are, are about, is being able to take those unopposed actions. Especially now that rings can work up dead reactions that might be successful cards. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops, I mean, about my hand. It's, it's, it was a necessary uh, change, though, because it was 
pretty impossible. It had to be a successful attack. So I redirected it, but it wasn't successful. So you guys remember that stupid little Genki could steal rings? It was amazing. Yeah. Way to go, Lightning. Even yeah. in Samurai, kills and all, he, he just <laughs> nuked the ring. Yeah. You don't have any, any specific cards like no, that. There's nothing you can throw in your deck. Enlightenment. Good luck. You're mad at against Enlightenment by playing right. Yeah, you don't let them take a province. It's also the generic you know, combo deck. It, it'll tell you what you can do. Yeah. You just have to read it correctly. Right. Yeah, so, you know, like we said earlier, if you're playing against Beer and they have, you know, Ashikenda or somebody who's not undead at the battlefield, kill them first. So they can't don't play kill their dead zombies. Don't kill because they will, they will, they will, they will play unclean sacrifice. Um, if you can, yeah, and then if you can try to outforce them at the end, they're usually pretty good. I mean, know the cards that are out there. I mean, if you're playing against a Mantis player, be very careful about who you duel, or you're going to get shot in the face as a focus effect. Or you still might get shot in the face as a focus effect. Right. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to describe exactly what to do because every deck is situational. Every deck has a potential best option at best play at that point, so that's another one. For another day. Alright. So we come back, talk about the the new Godby's Keys story. And uh we'll probably rant about that for a good bit. So if you're not interested in the story, then I'll see you later. But if you <laughs> are, stick around because it'll be entertaining. Welcome back. So, for those of you guys who were not paying to attention to the Gen Con results, Spider won, and the Spider Clan play player nominated Gaku to play a starring role in the story. His original nomination was a Kumino Oni, but the story team shut that down because Kumino Oni was not a Spider Clan personality. Well, because that story would have been way too awesome. <laughs> the story would have been way too awesome and probably would have involved something nasty going on with God Beast and Tentacles. Right. Um, it looked like Godzilla versus Gamera or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that would have been really, really cool too, but uh, they have rules for reasons that people can't just nominate out of clan people or right. bizarre Ronin characters. Unless you're playing Ronin deck, it's the prize you get for winning with a Ronin deck. You <laughs> really want Coronada in the story? You win a tournament with a Ronin deck. Some um, Ronin deck, one in six, right? Or won one game in the main yes. event. Yeah. Yes, it did. Um, so the the way this played out in the story, I was really happy with the way this played out in the story compared to last year, because last year's story is, was... You should jump in and say, I don't know when this is going to be released, but we've read Wrath of the God Beast Part 1 and 2. Yes. There might come future stuff. In fact, a couple of the characters who were supposed to be in the story, accidentally got left out. It was an accidental omission, and there's going to be something done to. Yeah, Sean Carmen has has said on the forums that uh, there's another story after this that's kind of a conclusion wrap up story to this, from from what I understand. So we haven't so, seen that. So yet. some of the the characters that weren't mentioned in the story, like Isawa Nakajima, Yogo Rieko, Yogo Rieko, uh, uh, Miyamoto Tenzo. Was Tenzo was in, I think. Was he? I think he was in the first part. Okay, uh, but but some of those those characters will will be featured, hopefully, in the the wrap up story. So, uh, for those of you who have read, haven't read the story, the way it played out was uh, there were really two major things going on in the story. The first one was that the uh, the phoenix uh, had 
Agasha Gifu, who's the, the crazy old little old lady of doom, um, uh, get in touch with the god beast unconscious and, and the elemental master void did something that supposedly disconnected the god beast's soul from its body. Um, and the second element of the story was that the, uh, the spider had a, a vial of Fu Lang's blood, which they were going to use poison the god beast. And they decided to do the classic D&D tactic of giving the halfling they, and the goblin the poison and feeding it to the dragon, okay. I mean, god now, beast. To the spider's credit, they didn't deliberately give Gaku the poison. <laughs> Gaku decided to grab the poison from Shimakara's hand. He uh, climbed up the god beast, Shadow of Colossus style, you called it, I called it, uh, and uh, got himself swallowed by the god beast. Uh, and that's not, what real heroes do, is they take actions into their own hands. Yes, yeah. Gaku is a true Wokigani hero. No, no, he's not. Um, so, uh, it isn't, it isn't clear whether or not the, the god beast actually consumed Fulang's blood, or if it fell out somewhere. Uh, as soon as Gaku gets swallowed, it, he, Gaku is not sure if, uh, if he was able to hold on to the vial long enough. So it's not entirely clear whether or not it's the work of the phoenix or the work of the fight, spider that really, you know, weakens the god beast enough to the point where the people on the ground can, can start hacking on it. There was a lot of vagueness, and that was kind of referenced on some forums, how everyone did little bits and pieces here and there, and it doesn't seem like it was intended to be this one clan did it. Right, and um, I think it was probably left deliberately ambiguous. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally think that that the the blood got into the god beast, and that's what really did it, Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I'd like the Phoenix to take credit for it. the Phoenix came out pretty good, all in all. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that we won Gen Con. If the Phoenix hadn't won Gen Con, <laughs> I don't, I, I, that story would be so different. Yes, a lot of Phoenix work in there. Um, One of the other nice things they got worked in was that um, you had um, Kay Lung in there, right? Who was you know hacking into pieces and With all that bare stuff. Hands. And apparently, what happened was um, one of the story team members, it may have been Fred came up to Greg Wong, who got second at Gen Con, and basically asked him, you know, hypothetically, totally hypothetically, had you won, who would you have picked? And apparently it was Kay Lung, and they decided to go ahead and give him some story time. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of nice moments in that. There's a, a moment where um, Shimikara, the... Shimikari? Shimikari, is that Shimikari, how? yep. Okay. Um, the, uh, the Dark Perfection dark Paragon for Spider? Yeah. Uh, he gets a, a, a fancy sword from Fubatsu, from Hida Fubatsu, who was fallen in the battlefield, but it's the crab's master craftsman. Yeah. Um, there's another point where the obsidian hand persuades two, uh, two Ronins who are leaving the battlefield to go off and, and fight and earn glory in the battle, mm-hmm. uh, and then quietly contemplates to herself how they probably won't survive the battle, but. And. One of the other things which stood out in this fiction was I don't think anyone died. Not really. I don't think anyone important actually there was, died. There was like an entire like you know, legion of Phoenix cavalry or something that, that got swatted aside by the god. I mean, but some little all, red shirts died. But they, were, yeah, shirts. they were all, all, all nameless. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe Nakajima will end up in the, uh, the list of the dead people that, <laughs> that, that got killed. Just to make sure we get one kill in there? Yeah. Um, 
I'm actually kind of happy that Agasha Giphy got a lot more story time than Nakajima did, because um, I think Giphy is a, a pretty awesome character. Giphy kind of stole the show in the first story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the end, uh, the God Beast is defeated, and uh, Gaku comes out transformed because he's been trying to save himself by consuming the flesh of the God Beast from the inside out. Uh, so he comes out as Uber Gaku. Yes. Um, with with super 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 Jigoku powers. <laughs> One presumes that's the reaction to the winner donating the points to Jigoku. Uh, it potentially could be. Right. Uh, one of the complaints I've heard about the story is it didn't really feel like it reflected the winner's choice to to donate the points to Jigoku. Right. Like, I I started back in Samurai, and I'd always heard these, you know, amazing stories about Dark Lotus and Thousand Years of Darkness and all these super awesome story prizes that would have happened had the Shadowlands won. But they never actually won any of these things. And so when Spider won and donated points to Jigoku, I was expecting, oh, this is it. This is finally the evil win story. And, you know, the God Beast is going to destroy us all and keep marching in. And it didn't really feel too much like that. Well, the the whole Plague War thing isn't quite over yet. We still have, like, another season of tournaments to go through. Before right. It's officially decided in mm-hmm. a way whether or not the, uh, the players have been sufficiently apathetic to let the uh the empire fall to ruins um so i don't i don't think we could have really hoped for that type of ending from the story i mean if the god priest had, had survived the battle that's that's it that's, right that's the end i mean if if uber gaku comes back around and he's this you know huge super evil villain and is just making his presence felt for months from now then i'll consider this a pretty good evil wins story you know? Yeah, it, there's there's a, there's a possibility there because it's not exactly clear what's going to happen to Gaku. He just kind of wanders off. And yeah, he's in kind of this like bestial Jigoku infused rage. Right. So he's uh, channeling Jigoku's essence, so to speak. So the next version of Gaku you see is going to have like ten fourths. Right. And he's going to die at the end of the turn. Now, aside from the fact that I think this should have been the huge evil wins everyone dies story. Other than that, I mean, this was, considering what the story team was given to work with, I think they did a really good job in terms of who won and what personality won exactly. And last year, of course, we had goblins in a cart yeah. killing off the Horiuchi, and, and a was, lot of people didn't like that. that this was really, was, really dull. This worked a whole lot better, I think. It was a lot more fun, honestly. Because it's, it would have been hard to come up with some way that Gaku could have been leading legions of samurai into battle or something like that. That's not going to happen. Um, I've had a, heard a lot of people complain that it, it lacks tension. Mm. Um, and it's well, really hard to... Happen. Yeah, it's really hard to... I mean, we all knew the God Beast was going to destroy this. We've already discussed this. It's not really an option for it. Just yeah. run, move, ramp, and run. We'll be gone. Um, otherwise, the war would be over at this point. You know, I'll be worshipping Move on to on. next challenge, right? Right. And it's really hard to put tension into a story where you don't, you already know what the ending's gonna be like. It was like, it was like Phantom Menace, uh-huh. episode one. There was a horrible movie. Cause we already knew Anakin was gonna come out of everything okay. Um, well, we did kind of, they did kind of get a little bit of that with the panicky, turning into zombie panicky story. And this was referenced a bit in the interview with the story team where the, the big payoff can no longer be the reveal of, oh my gosh, he's 
a zombie now because everyone knew it because the card was leaked. Right. So they turned it into this kind of, you know it's, he's going to be the monster. There was just foreshadowing and a lot of tension in different ways there. Right. And, and I guess we, maybe we, people we were hoping for that. I mean, we don't really know what Snake is going to do or when he's going to get right. defeated. So I'm really kind of looking forward to that. Maybe he'll eat human. I would like that. Like Noritoshi mm-hmm. and Jimin fight eventually, finally. Zombie Panicky and Uber There's Gaku run some, around the Empire killing zombie, people. Zombie Panicky and Jimin break, break in and eat both of them. Mm-hmm. And they take on the, 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 uh, the Emerald Majesty Championship. So, what other story prizes were there? We had um, a winner's choice and winner's choice. people get card titles that aren't there yet. Yeah, um, I think the Phoenix Tribe is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of titles we'll see on cards later. Which is which is interesting. Yeah. I hope it doesn't end up being Nisi Fika. What was the second chance? The second chance was the uh the the fighting off the plate. Oh, okay. So we haven't seen that, we haven't seen that story yet. I'm really happy about that that Scorpion won that. Because Scorpion They've pretty, been kind of, you know, tortured by that plague for a while. Well, I mean, throughout the entire megaing the one of the things that Scorpion was really focused on was they wanted to get the plague. Cured. They'll get it, um, and 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 they're getting that from from the uh, tournament results. So. And from what I understand, the top four in that second chance was Scorpion. all dishonor <laughs> against all LSC all the way yeah, through the bracket. It was Scorpion Dragon, Scorpion Dragon, and it was all just you know agreements or concessions, and no one actually played out what would have been a twelve-hour long be game. I think yeah. it was actually like dice off, but it must have been dice off or something. But yeah, it could have taken forever. But I'm glad it went to the Scorpion. That's they definitely, it makes sense for them to be the ones fighting the plague off. Yeah, and they need to be. We'll be looking forward to that. Um, so overall, generally so, happy with the with the Godby story. Really? I'm generally happy with it. Like I said, I would have liked to have seen the big evil win story, but like you said, this was just a point in the middle of the arc. We're not talking like the very end of it. Right. And we kind of know where this entire arc is going with the the way the mega game works. It's big evil threat comes in, clans band together, kill it. New evil threat comes in, clans band together, kill it. And this seems like it's continuing to go on. This well, mega game is focused on it. Cycle of the story, right? In this game, mm-hmm. right? Clans bicker for a little bit. Big evil comes, clans band together, kill it. Clans yeah. go back to bickering for a little bit. And there's there's probably going to be enough you know, big nasty stuff going on when the Empire fails horribly at the end of this, because they're not doing so hot right now, right? Yeah. Mm. And if, if, if certain people have their way, <laughs> Trevor, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah. uh, then the Empire will burn. Um, so I'm kind of neutral on that whole topic, but... I think it'd be interesting to see. I've also only been playing for six months, so right. I'm not as jaded as the rest of you folks are. <laughs> so Jay, what did you think of the story overall? Well, I enjoyed it. Again, I'm I'm really glad the Phoenix won Gen Con because I, I really thought the story would have been much lamer if another clan had done all that stuff. Right. Um, I was I was happy with it too. I thought it was a lot better than we kind of expected it to be. With Gaku winning. With Gaku winning. Yeah, when I heard that um, Spider won and chose Gaku, I was like, oh, here we go again. He he took the best of a, a bad situation. Yeah. Right. My my uh my reaction to him picking Gaku was. Is not something I can repeat on the air. Right. <laughs> so, uh, that's it for today's episode of Strange Assembly. Uh, 
we will see you next time when we talk about uh, War of Honor, and we will talk about Thunderstone, and we may even talk about that proverbial ninja deck. Uh, if you like We're our ninja. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, if you like our show, uh, please be free, feel free to say so on the forums and, and talk to us. Uh, we are listening. If you don't like the show, feel free to go on the forums and talk about it. Yeah. We'll just ignore you. We'll listen to that too, except for Trevor. Um, because he's never wrong. Um, Trevor's never wrong. He's just sick. A lot. Poor guy. Um, and we'll see you guys later. Music this week has been provided by Jonathan Colton. Please visit jonathancolton.com for more information.